Obamacare is here to stay. Tests, office visits, pills, hospitalizations, what do they all actually cost? $330 billion with a B. Marks the beginning of open enrollment in the health insurance marketplaces. This is confusing. You're listening to Health O'Clock. Show number three, a special edition, recorded January 28, 2016. We are your source for health news, trends, and insights. It's time to talk about healthcare. I'm Andrea. I am a health actuary. And my normal disclaimer, I don't represent my former company, my current company, the Society of Actuaries, or anyone else in the actuarial profession. And I am Jay. And my disclaimer, as a normal guy, I do not represent Circus Circus, nor do I represent Ben and Jerry's, or do I, but would very much like to, represent Cheez-Its. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody out there wants Cheez-Its, you must, I would encourage you to go out and buy Cheez-Its. Yes. Yes. Especially the really big ones. Oh, oh man. Those are fantastic. They are wonderful, aren't they? I think all food should be twice as large. (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) Okay, so the theme for the show today is Obamacare, or the Affordable Care Act. Um, As I mentioned, this is a special edition. Usually we only put out one show every two weeks. But we looked at the calendar and realized, oh, no. Open enrollment is ending at the end of January, so we probably better put a show out talking about it before open enrollment ends. So, first, we want to talk about some of the wrong ideas people have about Obamacare. Oh, that's right. Because there are a lot, there's a lot of misinformation out there. Um, some people say that Obamacare is the worst thing that has happened in this nation since slavery. Yeah, <laughs> that was Dr. Ben Carson uh, saying that Obamacare pretty bad. Yeah, presidential so, hopeful. Hopeful. Isn't he? Yes. Yeah, he is uh, one of the contenders right now for the Republican nomination. Um, so let's talk about. I think what we're going to do is we're going to play you some of uh, a clip of a misconception about the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare. Yeah. Uh, Jay will throw in his two cents and I'll throw in mine and we'll move to the next clip. And one wonders for the people who are now being compelled against their wishes and will to purchase government run health insurance. Okay, so this clip, the guy is really pointing out that I am being compelled or mandated to buy government health care my first reaction to this is as a as a normal guy is well the government screwed everything else up now the health care is going down the tubes yeah and uh, this is definitely something that really got pushed but it is kind of a misconception yes you are required to buy health insurance but it is by no means government controlled government run health insurance Uh, The only thing the Affordable Care Act does is set up private insurance. They set certain requirements so private insurance can't mislead consumers. 
And they set up a marketplace where private insurers have to compete against each other. So there's no point at which the government is stepping in and running a health insurance company, except for Medicare and Medicaid, which were already established. I see. Interesting. All right. Next misconception. The Obamacare death panels are coming. Um, what's, what's with this? Okay. I did not hear about these death panels. Death panels. Death panels. What do you think of when you hear death panels? Oh, it's, it sounds like somebody is like a, a nasty dream that it's like a, a giant courtroom to <laughs> say whether I will live or die. So judging me on my condition, it sounds like death panels. That's what it would be. Right. And this is another misconception that was put out by, I guess, the opposition. Um, they, what it actually is, is they set up this advisory board and they do this anyway. Insurance companies do this where they decide what care is effective and cost-efficient and so forth and safe. And they suggest to doctors that they probably should try those things first. And that's kind of what they were suggesting with this one particular advisory board. The opposition got a hold of it, kind of twisted it around and said, oh, they're going to take the pills away from your grandma and send her into an early grave. So, yeah, kind of a misconception there. Wow. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> so now that, Jay, now that you hear what kind of they're talking about, does it seem more reasonable? It seems a little bit more reasonable. I'm glad that it's professionals making these calls and not necessarily a judge in some courtroom saying, right. your cost is too high to live. Well, and that's the other thing. They're making these decisions ahead of time. It's not like person-by-person -person basis and a judgment's being handed down. It's saying, oh, we have these two treatments. We think this one's more effective. Wow. So, yeah. All right. Uh, next clip. I believe this is the final clip. Oh, I lost my job as a direct result of Obamacare. Yes, Obamacare will murder your job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that one, full disclosure, was pulled from The Daily Show. So it's a, a bit of satire, but I actually heard that rhetoric a lot on the news about there was even a Republican bill where they said it was job killing. And th that was kind of the way they went out and about it. Yeah. Well, as a normal guy, I picture big bad Uncle Sam taking away the jobs of all the health insurance people. Like, well, there's no more health insurance to be bought. It's all through the government. <laughs> and so I thought, well, bummer. I could. That's how I would approach yeah. it. Yeah. Well, the only way I can refute that is I will say my first job, I got hired at a health insurance company in 2010, right after the Affordable Care Act was passed. So they actually hired more people to comply with the law. <laughs> so in my case, I actually got a job out of it. So um, the other argument they'll make as far as job killing is if large employers are... Uh, required to provide health insurance for their employees, maybe they won't hire as many employees. Oh. So maybe there's some merit to that, um, but there haven't really been the numbers to back that argument up. I see. So far, at least. So I got a question for you. Sure. All right. 
Is there any way, can you give me the elevator speech, the like 10,000 foot level? What is Obamacare? What is Obamacare? Okay. (laughs) Oh, the elevator speech. Okay. So I've got to make it short here. Yes. There were a lot of problems in health insurance before this law was passed. People who were very sick would go to apply and get insurance at a health insurance company, and they'd have to go through medical underwriting. And the underwriters would look at their health claims and say, no, no, you're very sick. We're not going to cover you. Because again, like we talked about in our first week, if costs go up for them, they have to pass on that price to the consumer. Sure. So they don't want all of their rates to go up because they're taking on someone who's very sick. It was in their own interest. But those people couldn't get health insurance. It's, I mean, it costs a lot of money. Sure. So that's something that the law fixed, that they can't medical underwrite. They've got to offer insurance to everybody. Um, Another one of the problems that health insurance had before the law was passed was that health insurance benefits didn't always cover what you thought they covered. Oh, really? So you'd go in, you'd buy a policy, you'd think everything's good in case something happens, I'm safe. But then you go to the doctor and you have to get a certain procedure done and your insurance company comes back and says, oh, no, we don't cover that. That's something that this law fixed also. They said, you have to cover these certain things. You have to cover hospital visits. You have to cover doctor visits. You have to cover rehab. A lot of times before that point, you didn't know. So this sounds like Obamacare is basically a bunch of rules put in by law to the get rid world. of some of the bad practices of health insurance and loopholes and okay. Now along with that though, some of the things people are complaining about, like everybody has to buy insurance, that's to keep the the whole health insurance pool from crashing and burning and keeping premiums lower exactly so if you say everyone has to buy health insurance you get the healthy people in the pool with the sick people keeps prices down if you don't have that rule the only people who are going to go out and buy insurance are the people who really need it sure because they can get it now no one's stopping them and saying no no you're too sick Mm-hmm. So if only the sick people buy insurance, and that's not going to cover costs medical go cost. way up, way, 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 way up. Wow. So yeah, I mean, Jay, you pretty much summed it up. It's a list of rules, mostly for the insurance companies to reduce some of the bad practices. I see. Um, the other thing you hear about a lot is the exchange. Ooh, what is this exchange? The exchange is not government-run healthcare. You uh-huh. go out and you can look and see Blue Cross, United, Aetna, whoever else. I don't know if Aetna's on the exchange, actually. Um, but you see all these different carriers offering their version of a certain level of plan. And you go through and you can compare all the different things they offer and figure out which one, based on cost and what they're providing you, is the best for you. Uh, before that... You just have to call up a bunch of different insurers and talk to a salesperson and hope you're making the right decision. So this kind of sounds like auto insurance, the or the progressive, where they'll right. they'll show everybody's. You you put in your info once and you see everybody's offer. Right, exactly. This is of course healthcare.gov. Yes, healthcare.gov, and we'll talk about that a yeah. little bit later so, in the show. Exchange equals healthcare.gov. Got it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So now, I think it's time for one of my favorite segments. 
Twitter versus Twitter. <laughs> so in this corner, well, really all we have this week is I, I started looking around for Twitter co- quotes about Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act and came up with a lot of politicians talking about it. So being election season already, I think it's a good idea to hear what different politicians have to say. Yeah. So let's let's do this. All right. Reince Priebus. We all know Reince. He was uh, a chairman of the Republican National Party. He tweeted, Most uninsured Americans are sitting on the sidelines as Obamacare sign-up closes, primarily due to increasing costs. Interesting. Carly Fiorina, a critical piece of my blueprint is to repeal Obamacare and to promote the free market in health care. Mm, we all know Carly. We sure do. She wants the free market, but she wants to get rid of Obamacare. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, Hillary for Iowa, at Hillary for IAA, says, We can't afford to start from scratch on health care. Obamacare is a great accomplishment. Now let's make it work. The Huffington Post, at the Huffington Post, says, The uninsured rate for hispanic kids has hit a historic low thanks obamacare and bernie sanders at bernie sanders said physicians agree single-payer health care is the best way to cover 50 million underinsured and uninsured oh bernie hmm very so we've got some differing opinions there about obamacare or replacing it with something else so what is single-payer health care Ah, uh, we could do a whole show on that. <laughs> uh, but in a nutshell, it's government health care. You get rid uh, of insurance companies or you run it like Medicare, okay. where the government's paying the bill. Somebody else would probably administer it. But the government determines what's covered and they pay the bill. So Bernie wants even more government control. Bernie wants more government control and he says he wants to bump up taxes to do it, which is actually very odd for a presidential candidate to say he wants to raise taxes (laughs) yeah i guess we'll have to see how that works but um i believe it's it's already getting pretty close into the show to that marvelous time (laughs) where we just take a break and let all our newfound information sink in some love to my people over at Jesus. You make some delicious, delicious products. Kudos to whoever came up with Jumbo Jesus. Thank you. mental break oh i needed that one although it sounded like maybe there was an av- 
advertisement in there. I don't know. <laughs> I just, it was spoken from the heart. I, I really have the urge to go out and buy a certain product. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're not paying us for that. Not <laughs> yet. We'll send this to their corporate headquarters and oh, man. see what they say about that. Okay. So we've been talking a lot about healthcare.gov, the exchanges. The exchanges. So get, real quick, why is it called the exchanges? Um, well, now it's, well, they've gone back and forth. It's either the exchange or the marketplace. And I think the correct term now is the marketplace. Okay. Um, just some fancy word they came up with to make it sound cool. Yeah. Instead of healthcare.gov. Well, yeah. I mean, you can call it that too. Yeah. And you would be correct. I see. So the exchanges, if you were to go out and look on healthcare.gov, uh, what would you find there? Um, we kind of want to go through some of the features. So if you do choose to go out there, you won't be blindsided. You kind of know what's going on. Which is very timely as the deadline for doing this is coming very... Sunday, Sunday. right? Yeah, the yep. 31st of January. Um, so yeah, you've got a couple days if you haven't yet to go out and you could at least go out and surf around. You don't have to put in any personal information. You can skip ahead and just see what the plans look like. Sure. Um, so first off, when you click in, you'll see metal level plans, which means you'll see bronze plans. Okay. Silver plans, gold plans, and platinum plans. Ooh. And so already we're confused, right? We're like, okay, what? I, I don't know what this means. There's already a good and there's already a worst, right? Yeah. I, well, and this was something that was set in place by the law. I see. They are requiring all insurance companies, since you want to be able to compare against each other, they're basically of equivalent value. So if you look at two gold plans from two completely different companies, you know that they're about the same value. You're going to end up paying about the same amount for both of them. Interesting. So, uh, yeah. That's and handy. It, you know? it, it is really that's handy. That's a consumer. Thank you, government. I, yeah. I kind of like this. So you know that, oh, these have the same deductible, but maybe there are other hidden things I don't know about. But if they're both gold plans, then they're probably pretty close in value. Yeah. So that's kind of what the government was going for. So let me ask you something, Jay. If you go on the exchange, mm-hmm. not saying you will because you have employer health care. Thank you. People who have employer health care, you don't have to worry about the exchange. Yeah. Keep running on the treadmill and go about your business. <laughs> but if you did have to go out and pick your own health insurance plan, mm-hmm. what, what kind of things would you look for? Well... I'm a young guy, and the first thing I would immediately see is price. How much is this going to cost me every month? And as a young guy who's in good health, I know the odds of me needing like pills to stay alive or to to fix my blood pressure or something are really low. So I want to make sure catastrophic is covered. So if I get smacked by a bus while riding a bicycle or something... Or I eat too many Cheez-Its and my heart explodes. <laughs> um, that I have something there in place for a, a crazy emergency. But I don't know that I need a high use, maybe. Right. And that's something, if you're looking solely based on price, but you want to make sure that your catastrophic claims are covered, you probably want to go for a bronze, or even if you're under 30, look for a catastrophic plan. Basically what it is, is a very high deductible 
everything above that is covered and everything below that is out of your pocket. Um, there are a few things that are covered, some preventive minutes. I, th- I think you get one office visit a year. Oh, okay. Um, well, that's just good. Just free covered. Yeah. You get a couple other preventive benefits. Uh, but for the most part, everything is out of pocket by you until you hit that high deductible. But the good news is you don't pay very much in your monthly rate to sure. keep that coverage. So that's really good for young, healthy people. Yeah. Now, if you did have medical conditions or you're looking for something with maybe a better type of drug plan, maybe you pay a very small copay for generic drugs, something like that, then you'd want to venture up into maybe the silver or the gold plans. Okay. Um, really depends on how much you use healthcare. And you have to kind of weigh the value of what you would pay at the doctor versus what you're paying every month. A uh, question for you. Would the difference between the, the metal plans, if I was going from bronze to gold to platinum, would that affect the range? Let's say I go to Hawaii and fall into a volcano. Would it, what, could I use, if I was a bronzer, <laughs> could I, would they kick me off the island? Or, or <laughs> They're like, I don't, we only accept platinums here. Um, no, it has nothing to do with, and that's called the network. If you Okay. Uh, but I'm glad you asked that because you do have to pay attention to whether it's something called an HMO or a narrow network plan, meaning you must go to doctors within a set range or doctors that only contract with that insurance company. Mm-hmm. Uh, a PPO plan, preferred, preferred provider plan, is one where... You can go to Hawaii. It may be a little more expensive because they're not a preferred provider out in Hawaii. Sure. Um, but it will be covered. So you do want to pay attention to how big the network is. And sure. those are the kind of questions you can answer on and ask on the exchange. Okay. So how would I ask a question on the exchange? Um, there's a couple ways you could, well, you could call up and ask the insurance company. But they have something called a summary of benefits, Mm -hmm. which is supposed to be in layperson's terms, not insurance terms, a listing of what the plan covers. And then they show you certain things like if you broke your leg, this is what your claim would look like and how much the company would pay and how much you would pay. So that's one of the features of the Affordable Care Act is they wanted people to have that kind of summary. Uh, where it explains what your benefits are without using insurance jargon. which is very complex. It's very confusing, yeah. Okay. Okay, so one more thing about the exchange. Uh, Well, a couple more things. Uh, Your rate, if you go out on the exchange and you're looking around, they don't rate you based on your health status, so you don't have to worry about that if you've been sick before. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're not going to uprate you for that. They're going to rate you based on how old you are, where you live, and sometimes whether you use any kind of tobacco products. I see. So that's what that's those three things is what your rate your rate is based off of. Wow, interesting. Well, those aren't so bad. No, 
One more thing I want to talk about, and you hear some things about this, but it's kind of confusing, and most people don't know. Actually, I want to read you this this statistic. This is from Kaiser Family Foundation did a study, and they said more than 7 in 10 say they have not tried to figure out if they qualify for the two main coverage expansions in the law, the Medicaid expansion and the subsidies. Okay. So seven, more than 7 in 10 people have no idea what these subsidies are. So let's talk about those really quickly. Yeah, let's do some good. Okay. So your income level determines if you're out on the exchange, do you get some help from the government? Mm-hmm. So uh, here I'm going to tell you that as a family of four, if your income for all of you is between 32000 and 97000 for 2016 then you're eligible for a subsidy. Now, what is a subsidy? Uh, subsidy? What can you? Ex- I don't know what this is. Oh, is okay. This, is this money? For this me? is free money from oh. the government. All right. <laughs> well, not free. I mean, you're paying taxes. And, sure. Yeah, but the government's saying, okay, we know health insurance is expensive. Sometimes for low-income people, it's out of range. Like you cannot afford this. So we're going to help you out. We're just going to give you this money based on your income level to help you buy health insurance. I see. So again, for family of four, if your income's between 32000 and 97000 you get a subsidy. If you're an individual just buying for yourself, if your income is between $15,000 a year and roughly $47,000 a year, you get a subsidy. All right. And there are plenty of subsidy calculators out online. You could go plug in your income and see what kind of money you're eligible for. So, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good deal. It's free money. And if you're in that income range, doesn't hurt to check it out. <laughs> yeah, why not? The other thing I want to point out is what about the people who make less than 15000 a year or yeah. make less than 32000 a year? Mm-hmm. In some states, you can go, you're eligible for Medicaid. Last thing we want to talk about, we mentioned this before, open enrollment. Uh, So that ends on January 31st, this Sunday. And uh, you can go out to the site, healthcare.gov, just look at the rates. Or you can start plugging in your information and go out there and pick a healthcare plan and get signed up. All right. So... There are tax penalties, though. Okay. Yeah. What is that? that I don't like the sound of this. Uh, subsidy, kind of cool. Tax penalty. Let's talk Not about so it. Not so good. Yeah. Okay. In order, again, we talked about keeping the marketplace healthy uh, by making sure everyone signs up. Otherwise, only the sick people sign up, and then things get more and more expensive until it crashes and burns. So they implemented these tax penalties. If you're paying taxes in April, um, your your tax penalty, if you didn't buy health insurance this past year, is either 2% of your income or 325 per adult, whichever is larger. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you didn't buy health insurance last year, you could be paying a penalty. So, look out. Yeah. Now, if you're income challenged, you can apply for um, uh, basically a free pass. It's a hardship An exemption. It's called a hardship ex- exemption, and you fill out a form. I bet TurboTax has something you can click into, or whoever's yeah. helping you prepare your taxes. Uh, that should be an option for you. Well, Woo! that was a lot <laughs> of information. Yeah, I hope it wasn't too much. Uh, I hope I helped out a little bit and gave you some things to think about and 
dispelled some of the myths. Oh, that was wonderful. I loved it. It was, <laughs> I, and I, yeah, I, I generally think uh, each thing we talked about has been brought up in conversation with coworkers and family and friends, and people just weren't really up to date. So having your information out there is awesome so thanks (laughs) so much good yeah oh i did want to point out we asked people last time to go out and rate us uh on on itunes or or wherever wherever. and we got a couple ratings yay so thank you (laughs) thank you um uh, for those of you just joining thank you for making it this far and and uh, we ask one thing from you today this episode all I want you to do is uh, go to iTunes or Stitcher and hit subscribe just have this show delivered to you and so you don't have to go out to our website it'll come to your iPhone or computer wherever you want and um, I think that'll be the most good so Please subscribe. And I think that sums up the show. Yeah, our emails, healthoclockpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line. And our next show, the topic is we don't know. Be surprised. (laughs) It'll be a surprise. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for joining. Until next time, I'm Jay. I'm Andrea. Goodbye.